0: Today I'll be reading Window of Opportunity, Chapters 7 and 8, by Tricia underscore 16. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Alternate Universe Coffee Shops and Cafes Twink Dean Winchester Geeky Dean voyeurism, Masturbation Mutual Masturbation Top Castiel Bottom Dean Winchester Panty Kink Praise Kink unsafe sex barebacking happy ending openly bisexual dean winchester lifting kink Chapter 7 Dean, Charlie says, backhanding him across the chest. You little slut. Dean laughs heartily and pushes her back gently. Come on, no slut shaming. And it's like you've never put out on the third date. Oh, please, don't third date me. You didn't even know the guy existed a week ago. He shrugs, still grinning. I don't know what to tell you. He's hot. I wanted him, he wanted me, and I couldn't think of a good reason not to. "'Okay, okay, I don't need the porny details,' she says, wrapping her arm around his waist as they walk into the building. "'What happened afterwards? Was it super awkward?' Dean shakes his head and tucks Charlie under his arm, remembering how easy it was to curl up on the couch with Cass, both of them bare-chested. They watched The Empire Strikes Back with Dean lying back against Castiel and with Castiel's arms wrapped around him the whole time. He can't remember ever feeling so damn small, in a good way, or happy. They each drank two beers, and halfway through the movie, Robin came out of nowhere and pounced on Dean's foot. His tiny, razor-sharp claws dug into his big toe and made Dean screech like a little girl. It was almost worth it when he saw Castiel laugh so hard he couldn't catch his breath for the first time. Dean still acted put upon, and Castiel had said it was karma for laughing at him for almost falling over earlier. He spent some time playing with the orange ball of fluff, and definitely earned himself brownie points when Robin fell asleep on his lap, if the soft look on Cass's face was anything to go by. It was almost eleven when Dean had reluctantly dragged himself out of Castiel's arms and put his t-shirt on to walk back across to his own apartment. Castiel had kissed him long and deep at the door promising to see him tomorrow, which brings him back to now with Charlie and Joe. Not at all. We watched Star Wars and I played with this kitten. I can't believe that's not even a euphemism, Charlie interrupts, pressing the button on the elevator. And I came home in his dick pajama pants with my jeans bundled up in my arms, and we've been texting back and forth all day making plans for tonight. Damn, Joe says, finally contributing to the conversation. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you like this, she says, looking between him and Charlie. Like what? He checks. You're, like, super into this guy. Dean shrugs a single shoulder. So far, he's pretty great. You haven't even really dated a guy before, have you? Joe asks. I've been with guys. You've dicked around with them, pun intended, but dated them? Charlie makes a face indicating it's never happened. And okay, as Dean thinks back on it, she's right. He's never actually gotten past a first date with a dude before. But it can't be much different than dating a chick. Okay, so what? He finally asks, stepping out of the elevator. So maybe you missed your calling until now, Joe offers. I should have been dating dudes. Charlie and Joe both nod. Maybe I just should have been dating Cass. Charlie sucks in a sharp breath and points at him accusingly. I'm calling it. He's a goner. Calling what? Joe asks. This Castiel character is either going to be in-game or the one who fucks him up so bad for who comes next that he fucks that up too, Charlie says. Well, that's comforting, Dean says dryly, especially since we're about to knock on his damn door. Don't be a chicken, Winchester, Charlie goads him and he rises to the bait and knocks. Castiel answers with Robin tucked under one arm and his hair fucking everywhere. He's wearing a bright yellow shirt that has simple block letters on it that reads, Save the Bees, and still he looks good enough that Dean wants to eat him up. Castiel barely gets out, Hello, Dean, before both Charlie and Joe start making baby talk and take the kitten right out of his arms as they walk into his apartment uninvited. Castiel frowns at Dean and says, come in dean laughs and leans down to press a soft kiss to his lips sorry they're a bit much Castile brushes his thumbs on dean's hips reminding him of the bruises he sucked there last night and quietly says i'm already terrified dean kicks his shoes off grins and links their fingers together i'll take good care of you he teases and walks past Cass to see Charlie and Joe already sitting on Castiel's couch and playing with Robin and an abandoned cat toy. Hey. Shoes by the door, you heathens, he tells them. Charlie kicks hers off and aims a puppy dog look at him, and he sighs before he walks over and grabs both pairs and puts them where they belong. Sorry, Cass. It's quite all right, Castiel answers, standing in the middle of his own living room awkwardly. So these two catnappers are Charlie and Joe, Dean says. "'Charlie!' Charlie says with a wave. "'I guess that makes me Joe!' Joe smiles. "'Sorry for barging in, but Robin is so cute!' Castiel looks up at Dean with wide eyes, and he remembers how awkward he was with small talk the first time they went out for ice cream. He takes his hand to squeeze it reassuringly, and when he still doesn't say anything, he gives him a little nudge.
1: "'Yes,'
0: Castiel says belatedly, and Dean hides a smile. That's how I wound up with two. Charlie gasps. Holy bat crap. I forgot about Batman. Where is he? I have no idea. Castiel says normally this time. I can never find him until he comes out to eat. He's stealthy. Dean says to Charlie, which gets him a grin. Naturally. Castiel looks over at Dean with a smile on his face. I can see how you two get along. We're like two peas in a pod, he lowers his voice to say, which means it should be as easy to get along with her as it is with me. Yeah, but he's not going to get me ass up as easily as he did with you, Charlie says without an ounce of shame. Dean closes his eyes for a second before he looks at Cass, who's blushing furiously, and says, God, I'm so sorry, Cass, she really doesn't come with a filter. Then he glares at Charlie, who doesn't look at all chastised. I just meant I'm gay, she says in a fake explanation to Castiel. Um, that makes two of us. He tries, and Joe snorts. So your devastatingly good looks aren't going to work on my gay ass, Charlie explains. And what about the rest of you, Castiel asks, making Dean grin. Guess we'll have to wait and see, blue eyes, Charlie laughs stop flirting with my date dean says to her lightly come on cass let's take a load off you go ahead but first would anybody like anything to drink joe and charlie exchange a silent look that dean can decipher but cass turns to dean again with those blue eyes of his wide with silent questions fuck why are you so adorable dean asks which causes castiel to look down at the ground He opens his mouth to say something but seems to think better of it and instead stays silent, though he does look back up at him. They're looking at each other like that because we're so used to getting our own shit at each other's houses that it's been a while since any of us has been asked something like that. Then he turns back to Charlie and Joe and says, That right there is called manners. How'd you end up with somebody who has manners? Charlie laughs, then answers Cass with, I'm good for drinks, thanks. Me too, Joe adds, cooing down at the kitten again. Me three, Dean answers. But thanks. Where do you want to sit? Castile points at the big round chair in the corner. Big enough for two, he says quietly. Hell yeah, Dean says, already eager for more cuddling after last night. Bella would hold hands sometimes, but she was never much of a cuddler. Dean is a very physical person and though he told himself it didn't matter much when he was with Bella, he definitely prefers being close to the person he's with the way he and Cass were last night. Dean climbs into the chair and reclines against the mountain of pillows behind him, kicking out his feet and crossing them comfortably. Castiel has one knee on the seat when there's a knock on his door. Dean isn't expecting anyone else, and based on the pinch between Castiel's eyebrows, he would guess he isn't either. Excuse me, I have to get that. Castiel says, I'll be right back. Dean watches him go, plus those skinny jeans with the pocket chain, but gets distracted by Charlie saying, psst. He arches his brow at her. He's cute. Yeah, I noticed. And this is a nice apartment, Joe says, also whispering. It's freakishly clean. And I think I'm taking Robin home with me, Charlie says, scratching under the little dude's chin. Hey, Winchester. Dean hears. He looks back over to the door to see Cass and Jimmy standing there. Cass looks less than impressed, but Jimmy has a bright smile on his face. You don't care if I join you and your friends and hang out with Castiel tonight, do you? Dean looks at Cass for his opinion, but he's blank-faced. He answers carefully. As long as it's okay with Cass, it doesn't matter to me. See, Cassie, I knew he wouldn't mind. Jimmy says, slapping a hand down on Castiel's shoulder and kicking off his shoes at the door. Jimmy waltzes into the living room like he owns the place, and since Joe and Charlie scooch over to make room for him on the couch, he sits on the end. Hey, I'm Jimmy. You must be friends of Dean's. I'm Charlie, and this is Joe, Charlie says. And this is Robin. Robin, I've met, Jimmy says easily. And I've heard quite a bit about the two of you. Mega nerd, right? He asks Charlie Guilty as charged She responds flicking the radish earrings at her ears What's up with those? Jimmy asks I assume they're radish earrings Castiel asks Coming into the living room Charlie's smile brightens Keep talking nerdy to me, Cass She teases Oh, he can do that all day, believe me Jimmy says with a dry laugh That's why we like him Dean says, patting the seat beside him for Cass. Castiel smiles and arranges himself so he's beside Dean, their shoulders pressed together, and Dean leans forward so Cass can drape an arm around him. He settles in with a happy sigh. Wow, so things are going well with the lovebirds? Jimmy asks, eyebrows raised. They boned last night, Charlie tells him, prompting Dean to tilt his head back on another sigh of exasperation. Castiel, you dog. You never sleep with people that soon. Jimmy says, clearly surprised. Why don't we just put up a billboard so you don't have to tell everybody I told you? Dean says sarcastically to Charlie. Charlie presses her lips together but shrugs, with her eyes glittering with laughter. This is not going how I anticipated, Castiel whispers to Dean. Don't worry about it. Dean reassures him, grabbing his hand. How did that even happen? Jimmy asks. Jimmy. Castiel scolds. I'm just surprised by your sudden sexual prowess. Jimmy explains. Usually that's all me. Not you. He smirks. What? You want to hear about how Cass almost made me blow my load when he picked me up and carried me to his bedroom? Dean asks. No, I... Jimmy begins. Who was pitching and who was catching then? Dean asks. Jimmy actually blushes and holds his hand up in surrender. Uh, no. Oh, what position? Well, do you want to know how we started or how we finished? Okay, I officially regret bringing it up. We're done talking about my brother having sex, Jimmy says loudly. I still want to hear. Charlie objects. Forget it. You don't get to hear anything anymore if you're going to blab to the world, Dean tells her. And you said you didn't want the porny details, remember? Did he really carry you, though? Charlie asks, conspiratorially. Dean grins over at Cass. Yeah, he did. Man, that's hot! Charlie exclaims. You aren't exactly light. Yeah, Cass, you're hot. Dean tells him, leaning over to brush their lips together. If that's what gets Dean going, it's no wonder he was sweating when I was weightlifting at the gym. He hears Jimmy comment. Cass's body stiffens and he pulls away to break their kiss, looking down at his lap. Okay, so Jimmy talking about the two of them spending time together is still a sore spot for Cass. Joe obviously picks up on the same thing and says, "'Yeah, Dean's always had a thing for strong guys,' So imagine what a bad date you must have been for Charlie to have to convince him to hang out with you. She gets away with it without sounding like a total bitch because of the smile on her face and the teasing tilt of her head. Jimmy's face falls almost comically. But apparently the reminder that Dean didn't like Jimmy like that helps Cass to relax because he can feel him soften next to him. Dean squeezes his hand before he says, Don't be mean, Joe. I've had a bad date with you, too, but you're still mostly all right. Shows what you know. I'd be a great date. Joe disagrees, grinning. And it's not like you didn't try, Charlie reminded him. Give me a break. I was 14, Dean defends. You tried to date Joe, Castiel asks. Yeah, again, when I was 14. you think I'd get a pass on that 10 years later, Dean complains. He hit on me, too. Charlie volunteers. Yeah, well, you're a hottie, Charles. Can't blame me. I am a catch, she agrees. When was this? Jimmy asks. High school, Charlie answers. So do you become friends with everybody who turns you down? Jimmy asks, offering him a cocky smile. Nah, sometimes I just end up stuck with them. Dean jokes, and Jimmy laughs good-naturedly. He actually was stuck with me. Joe admits. And he is with me, too, if he wants to keep dating my brother, Jimmy says. That's not true. Castiel butts in. I usually only see Jimmy once a week. We could easily make it work without you having to see him at all. Everybody laughs while Jimmy's jaw drops indignantly. Really, Cassie? All it takes is one easy twink and you ditch your own twin. Charlie says, Hey! At the same time, Joe says, Excuse me? Castiel's hand tightens almost painfully on his, and his voice is harder than he's ever heard it when he says, Don't you dare talk about him like that in my home. I was joking, Jimmy says quickly. It's fine, Cass, Dean says, trying to keep the peace. He knows Jimmy's sense of humor well enough to know he likely was joking. It's not fine. I won't allow someone to speak to my... To you, like that, Castile insists. He turns to Jimmy again. Apologize now, or leave. Jimmy rolls his eyes. You know I was joking, right, Winchester? Dean shrugs. I figure you probably were, yeah. Not sure why you seem so put out that your brother got laid, though. Been a while or something? Sounds to me like he's regretting not taking you for a spin himself. Charlie says, aiming a sickeningly sweet smile in Jimmy's direction. Okay, no, Jimmy says immediately. I'm straight. Yeah, so we heard, Charlie says, an obvious tone of disbelief in her voice. Not that it matters now. I haven't seen Dean so smitten over anybody, probably ever. So you definitely lost your chance either way. You still haven't apologized, Castiel reminds him. Jimmy sighs heavily. "'I'm sorry I called you easy,' he says to Dean. "'No worries. It's kind of true when it comes to Cass, anyway.' Dean jokes, looking at Cass and making him smile for the first time in what seems like way too long. "'Come here,' he says, tugging him down to kiss him gently. His lips cleaned. to Castiel's for as long as he can get away with in front of his friends. "'Everybody happy now?' Jimmy asks. "'I know I am.' Dean says, smiling sappily at Cass. What's the plan for tonight? Jimmy asks. We were thinking of a games night. Castiel answers, his voice still not nearly as friendly with him as it was before. Like Nintendo? Jimmy checks. No. You have a Nintendo? Charlie butts in. Like an NES? It's actually a Super Nintendo, but... Can we play? Pretty Please! Please! Charlie asks, bouncing up and down in her seat. Castile looks at Dean for guidance. Dean chuckles. You try telling her no. Castile shakes his head at Dean and then looks back at Charlie. Of course. Charlie claps her hands excitedly. What games do you have? Castile gets up to show Charlie what he has, and from there the five of them take turns playing Super Mario World, Mario Kart, and Donkey Kong Country. Joe and Jimmy are both pretty terrible. Cass and Charlie are both surprisingly good, and Dean's somewhere in the middle of them all. About an hour after they start playing, Castile goes into the kitchen and brings out some munchies for everybody, and Dean goes in to give him a hand, and maybe get a kiss or two. He wraps his arms around Cass from behind and nuzzles into the crook of his neck. You having fun, Cass? I am. Even more now, he answers and Dean makes a happy sound as he presses a kiss against the bolt of his jaw. Cass spins in his arms and tilts his head up, obviously asking for a kiss, which Dean more than happily obliges him with. Castiel's lips prod his open, and then he's licking into his mouth, and Dean's sinking against him as Castiel's strong hands slide up his back. It's barely even been a day, and God, how Dean's already missed this. He missed the way Cass can make him feel so safe and wanted and he loves how he feels like Cass can't get enough of him either. Their tongues slide against each other, lips giving and taking, until much sooner than he'd like, Castiel pulls away and cups Dean's face with his hands. I missed you, Castiel says quietly. I was just thinking the same thing, he agrees. How are you feeling? Castiel asks, dropping his hands to loop them around Dean's shoulders. Dean frowns, not sure what he means, until Castile raises his eyebrows, suddenly making his meaning clear. Oh, I'm good. You were careful, he answers, wrapping his arms around his waist. I felt like I was in a rush, and I didn't mean to be. I should have been more gentle. Dean disagrees with a shake of his head. It was good. Better than good, he corrects. Dean... You know I don't think what Jimmy said about you is true, right? That I'm easy or a twink? Dean teases. The first one. Castiel answers easily, and Dean laughs. I wouldn't blame you if you did, but it isn't anything you have to worry about. Why's that? Castiel asks. Because I already slept with you. Not like I'm going to go bend over for somebody else now. A small, hopeful smile comes to Castiel's lips. You want to be exclusive? Dean huffs out a nervous laugh and looks around him so he doesn't have to look at him if he gets shot down. Well, yeah. I guess I didn't say, but that's pretty much the only way i do it. That work for you? Castiel answers him with another kiss, humming happily against Dean's lips before he pulls away. Yes, that works for me. I hated the idea of possibly sharing you. Dean grimaces. Yeah, that didn't work out for me so well in the last relationship I was in, so I'm going to have to take that off the table for now. If I have a say, nobody else will get to touch you for a very long time. Castiel says. You definitely have a say. I'm kind of really into you. Dean admits. Yes, I heard Charlie say you were. What was the word she used? Smitten. Charlie has a big mouth. Dean says, but he smiles so Cass knows he doesn't care. I like her. I like Joe, too. Well, now I feel left out. I like you, too, Dean. Quite differently, but I do like you. Castiel tells him. Very much. I kind of got that when you went all dark cast on your brother, he says, grinning. I won't let anybody talk to you like that. Mm-hmm. Dean says, brushing his lips against his jaw and kissing a trail between words. Kind of turns me on when you get all protective and shit. Dean. Castiel warns him, making him chuckle as he drags his lips away. Cass is smiling at him so warmly, he can't help but ask for more. Hey, Cass, can I stay when everybody leaves? Would you two stop sucking face for two minutes and bring me some grub already? Charlie shouts from the living room. Dean laughs and pulls away from Cass's arms. Busted. Worth it, though, Castiel says, reaching up to grab a bag of snack mix and a bag of plain Ruffles potato chips from a cupboard above the stove. There's dip in the fridge. Could you grab it for me while I get a bowl? Dean does as he's asked and pulls off the plastic covering. And when Cass points to a drawer, he goes over to it and grabs a spoon to scoop it into the tiny glass bowl Cass had put on the counter. You know all my friends would just eat it out of the jar, he says. Castiel shrugs. Still doesn't hurt to make a good first impression. Dean thinks about the first time they all saw him through the window in the dick pajamas he currently has at his place and has to fight back a snicker. You don't need to worry about that. They'll like you because I like you. Then he thinks about what Charlie said about Bella. Well, as long as you're not an ass and let me be me. I'm sure I'll be an ass occasionally, but so far I like you the way you are. You sure about that? Because I got to tell you, I'm a bit of a slob, he admits. That's okay, I like cleaning. You like cleaning? Dean asks. Castiel chuckles but nods. You gotta have a flaw. I have several, Castiel says easily. I get jealous easily, and I'm insecure, especially when it comes to my brother. Dean frowns, and Castiel explains, It's not personal. I still like him and everything. I've just lived in his shadow my entire life. Um, I'm also a bit of a pushover, and I'm a morning person. Oh, God, no. Not a morning person. Dean groans. Between you and Sam, I don't know if I can handle that, Cass. Castiel smiles shyly. I'll work on it. Dean grabs the dip and one bowl of chips, and Castiel grabs the other, and they both walk out into the living room. Hmm, no visible hickeys, but I feel like Castiel's sex hair is throwing me off the scent, Charlie comments. We were just talking, Castiel explains. Sorry to keep you waiting mostly talking dean corrects and his hair was already like that hot as hell he looks around for jimmy and sees him standing by the window if you're hungry come and get it novak these two can put a surprisingly large amount of food away for how tiny they are is that the building you live in jimmy asks instead to his horror castiel goes and stands beside him yes he lives in that building Can you see your apartment from here? Joe and Charlie are both determinedly not looking at him, so he places the bowls down and takes a deep breath before he crosses the room to stand by the twins. This is exactly why he suggested Castiel's apartment instead of his. It would have been way too easy for Cass to see how Dean's window looks right into his apartment. Castiel rests his hand on Dean's back while Dean looks out the window and across to where he knows his apartment must be. He knows he's three floors up, so he looks there. I honestly don't know which one is mine. I'm on the third floor, and I don't have curtains, so it's got to be one of those three. He says, pointing to them, but I don't know which one. You could play charades with each other through the window, Jimmy quips. Blow each other kisses every night before bed, Joe adds, which makes everybody laugh. You'd probably have a very good view of Castiel's living room if your apartment was either of those two, Jimmy says, pointing at them. Dean looks over his shoulder to see Charlie nodding encouragingly at him. Okay, confession time, Dean says heavily. I actually can see into your living room. I've seen you a couple of times. I wasn't trying to spy on you or anything, but, well, I look out my window and you're right there. There's a beat of silence where Dean wonders if everything is about to come crashing down on him in front of his best friends, until Castiel smiles shyly and makes a confession of his own. His cheeks are a soft pink color when he says, I've seen you too. And out of everything Castiel could have said, that floors him. Wait, seriously? When? How come I didn't see you seeing me? From the window in the kitchen, above the sink, Castiel explains. I thought that little window was a stairwell or something, Dean exclaims. No, sometimes I'd be doing dishes or cooking, and I'd see you standing there. I didn't mean to invade your privacy either. I couldn't even see well enough to see your face. But just the shape of your body and the way you moved was so mesmerizing I had a hard time looking away. Aww, Charlie says from the couch, echoing Dean's thoughts pretty much perfectly. I swear I didn't know you were the guy Jimmy was talking about at the coffee shop until I crashed into you at the grocery store. Castiel finishes. Dean snorts. I crashed into you, dude. I wasn't even watching where I was going. If we're sharing confessions. I saw you before that, and I was trying to avoid you because I recognized you. He says, blushing fiercely now. You started going the other way down the aisle, so I hid around the corner and waited until I thought you were gone. But you must have turned back, because when I took a step, I ran right into you and sent you flying. Wait, really? Dean asks, totally amused by all of this. I'm not kidding. It's quite embarrassing, actually. (laughs) I think it's hilarious, Dean says. I, uh was actually getting pissed with Novak when he and I were hanging out because I saw you wearing your nerdy clothes through the window, like your Harry Potter pajama pants, you know? And then I'd bring it up to him and let him know I thought it was cool if he was a bit of a nerd, but he kept on insisting he didn't know anything. I thought he was lying to me the whole time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You thought you were dating the guy you were secretly watching through the window? Jimmy asks. Dean shrugs. I guess, Yeah. That explains why you were so eager to ask me out when we first bumped into each other, and you realized I wasn't him, Castiel says, ignoring his brother, and the Harry Potter sorting question, he adds. I kind of liked you before I even knew who you were, Dean admits. So did I, Cass agrees. I don't know if this is creepy or romantic, Charlie says. A little bit of both, Joe answers. I'm going to go with romantic, if it's all the same to you. Dean says to Cass, You're not mad that I didn't tell you sooner? I could ask you the same question, Dean points out. Anything else you want to tell me? There's suddenly a significant heat behind Castiel's eyes when he drops his voice to a whisper to say, Not in front of everybody else. Dean nods and looks away, clearing his throat. Well, glad to get all that off my chest. Oh, wait, one more thing, Charlie says with a grin. The first time me and Joe saw you, and Sam and Dean too, actually, you were wearing dick pajama pants. That I wore home last night, Dean replies, also grinning. Talk about full circle, Castiel comments. Jimmy cracks up. Those are the ones I bought you for your birthday. I never thought you'd actually wear them. I like dick, Jimmy. We've been over this. Castiel says dryly. That's another reason I thought you were into me, Dean says to Jimmy. I didn't figure a straight guy would wear dick pajamas. This all makes so much more sense to me now, Jimmy says, snickering and going back over to the couch. We good, Cass? Dean checks quietly. I am, yes. You? Real good. Dean replies. It's after ten when Jimmy says he's had enough company for the night, and he offers to walk both Joe and Charlie back to their cars. Dean thinks it's more than a little amusing at how all of them assumed he was staying, even though he and Cass hadn't come right out and said it. Regardless, they're left alone to clean up the little bit of mess that everybody made. That went okay, huh? Dean asks Castiel, grabbing the bowls and bringing them into the kitchen. Castile follows him with empty soda cans. I enjoyed myself, yes. Your friends are nice people. I was surprised your brother stayed so long. You and me both. It's interesting to see you together, he says. Like how? Castile busies himself by rinsing out the soda cans, and Dean leans back against the counter to watch. I don't know many other people who put him in his place the way you seem to. Usually people are falling at his feet, worshipping the charming, funny, athletic twin. Castile says bitterly, but you're not like that with him. Jimmy does have a good sense of humor, but you're just as funny. Dean promises him. Castile snorts bitterly. I can't speak for everybody, Cass, but I mean it. I know you liked him first. You don't have to pretend that you didn't. Are you seriously still caught up on that? Dean asks. Then he remembers what Cass said about being insecure and takes a deep breath to calm his mounting temper. I'll keep telling you if you need me to. I like you, not Jimmy. Even if he was gay, and even if he liked me back, I'd still pick you, Cass, every time. It's not that I don't believe you, it's just hard to understand when you're probably the only person who's ever made that choice. Listen, remember when we went for ice cream, and we were being totally lame, and almost but not really holding hands on the table? He asks, and Castiel nods, smiling. I could barely stop myself from touching you even then. Then we saw each other again, and as soon as we looked at each other, we were pretty much going in for another kiss right off the bat, right? I'm pulled to you all the damn time. I want to be close to you, touch you, kiss you. I can barely keep my hands off of you. Dean waits to see all of that is sinking in, then says, It was never like that with Jimmy. I never felt like I should be closer to him. I never even touched him except to take my coffee from him. And I even said to Charlie that I was bummed that there was no spark, you know. But you and me, we've got hundreds of sparks. I know you gotta feel it, too. He doesn't say anything about the butterflies or the fuzzy feeling he gets inside of him whenever they touch. It's too soon for that, and he doesn't want to scare him away. Hell, the shit he's saying now would already be borderline too much if it wasn't said to the right person. I do, Castiel replies. I feel the exact same way, drawn to you all the time. Good. Good. So you know if I feel like this with you, there's no room for anybody else. Least of all your brother. I got the hot, nerdy twin I wanted, Dean says. Castiel smiles at that, and Dean feels some tension loosen inside of him. You do have me, he agrees. I really don't jump into bed with anybody the way we did. But like you said, I feel pulled to you. I... I want to spend as much time with you as I can, but I was afraid if I told you, you would think I'm smothering you. Thought I told you that I like when you smother me. Dean teases, trying to lighten the mood. And I like spending time with you. I'll tell you if I want some time to myself or whatever, but I like having company. That reminds me. I still have one confession left to tell you that I couldn't say in front of everybody else. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Hit me with it. I, um, kind of have a bit of a thing for exhibitionism, Castiel says shyly. Dean's heart leaps into his throat, immediately thinking of the time he saw Cass masturbating on the couch. And I liked knowing you were watching me. Uh, Dean says, trying to clear his head to think of something appropriate to say. That night on the couch, when I was watching porn... I hoped you would see me. He admits quietly. And I know you did. Which is another reason why I was avoiding you in the grocery store. Jesus. Dean breathes. A weird mix of turned on and embarrassed. I feel like such a perv. I'm so sorry, Cass. I shouldn't have- No, no. I don't want you to feel like that at all. I did it for you, Dean. You what? Castiel smiles. Did you think it was the most logical place to jerk off, right in the living room? Isn't the shower or the bedroom where you usually go? Uh, Dean says, struck stupid all over again. I only came into the living room so you could watch. Cass is looking at him expectantly, but he just can't make his brain stop thinking about the memory of beating off to Cass with the new added thrill of knowing Cass was jerking off to him, too. Sorry, I'm pretty sure my brain stopped working somewhere around where you first said exhibitionism, Dean admits. I came so hard knowing that you were watching me, seeing you standing in the window fucking your fist. Holy shit, Dean breathes heavily, feeling his body reacting to what Cass is telling him. I I was drunk. I barely even remember it. Only know because I had a, a mess to clean up the next morning. And I was so ashamed. I felt like such a perv. I'm sorry, Dean. I didn't mean to make you feel like that. I should have thought about how you might feel about it, but I didn't. I'm sorry I brought it up, but I didn't want to lie to you about anything when this is going so well. Castile says quietly. No, it's good. It's honestly kind of like a weight lifted off, knowing I was allowed to be a perv. Dean says with a huff of laughter. Besides, now that we know we're both into that, we could take advantage of it now that we're together. You liked it too? Yeah. I kind of like knowing that other people might be able to see me. He confesses. Hmm. Now that you mention that, I don't know if I want other people to see how gorgeous you are when I make you come. A jolt of desire runs through him from the compliment. If you aren't going to deliver on getting me all worked up, you should stop talking like this. Dean tells him. Oh, believe me, I plan to deliver. Castiel says, drying off his hands and stepping closer to him. Any other kinks you got you want to share? Dean asks, hopefully. Your body covers the rest of them. Castiel answers, his hands coming to rest on Dean's hips with a significant look. How about you? Dean can feel himself flush right to his ears and curses his stupid body for betraying him like this. You don't have to tell me now, but if you want to, I promise I won't judge you. There's very little I wouldn't do for you, he admits, his voice low and sexy. Promise you won't laugh, and it's not a big deal if you don't like it. My last girlfriend wasn't into it at all, and it was still fine. I promise. Castile says solemnly. I, um... Dean licks his lips and ducks his head, searching for the courage. I kind of like, uh... wearing women's underwear. He whispers. Panties. He clears his throat and adds. Sometimes. He can hear the sharp inhale of breath and looks up to see if it was a good thing or a bad thing. And based on the look on Castiel's face, he's thinking it's probably the former. I bet you look unbelievable in them, Castile says. Yeah? Dean asks, hopeful. With your slim hips and gorgeous ass, how could you not? Castile asks. What do you like about them? Um, well, they feel nice, you know. Desire is burning inside of him just from talking about this. On my skin. On my cock. And when I wear them, I feel sort of nice, too. You feel beautiful. Castiel supplies. And this time it's Dean's breath that hitches. Yeah, and I think I might have a bit of a praise kink while we're confessing. Castiel smirks knowingly. That one I picked up on myself. Will you wear panties for me sometime, Dean? Or send me a picture so I can see? You think you'll like it? I've never looked at anything like that before, or thought I would be into it. But after imagining you wearing something as beautiful as you are, that makes you feel even more gorgeous than usual, Castile takes another step forward and ensures his erection is pressed against Dean. Yes, I think it's safe to say that I'm into it. I want you to feel as good as you deserve to, Dean. Can we fuck now? Dean asks eagerly. I was hoping you'd say that. Castile answers, wrapping his hand around Dean's wrist and leading the way to the bedroom. Why do you always get me going in the kitchen? Always. Dean snorts. Twice. Both times before sex. Castiel reminds him as they walk into his room. "'Guess I have a kitchen kink,' Dean jokes. (laughs) "'I'm starting to.' Castiel teases back, and then he's on him like a predator on his prey. His lips catch Dean's in a fierce kiss, as if he'd been waiting for this all damn day, the exact same way Dean has been, and his hands pull him close so their bodies are flush. Dean's hands immediately go to his nipples.' additional desire running through him when he brushes his fingers over the barbells and already hears Castiel make a soft sound of pleasure. Castiel's lips move across his face to his ear, then behind it and down his neck. With Dean's mouth free, he says, "'I wanted you all day.' "'Me too,' Castiel promises. "'Just looking at you drives me crazy.' He brushes his lips across the stubble Dean has from not shaving since yesterday morning and says, This is extremely sexy on you. Thought you weren't into that. I'm into you, he answers. Dean's hands drop to the hem of Cass's shirt, and he tugs it up and over his hair. Fuck, been half hard thinking about these a dozen times already, he says before he lowers his mouth to his chest. The cool metal on his tongue just does something to him, and hearing and feeling the way Cass responds to something as simple as lapping at his nipple makes it even better. He tweaks the other one, rolling it between his fingers while Cass starts walking him back to the bed. His mouth pops off when he sits back on the edge of the bed, and Castiel uses it to his advantage to pull his shirt off, too. Oh, Dean, he says softly hands already skimming his neck before tracing his collarbone and sweeping over his chest. So beautiful. Castiel presses his lips to Dean's again before his tongue slips into his mouth, and Dean lets his hands drift over Castiel's strong shoulders and down his arms to where his biceps swell. Every time he feels firm muscles moving under his palms, he gets harder and harder, and he has to pull away to pant for breath. Fuck, you're hot, he sighs. He grabs Castile's hips and pulls him forward, one hand inadvertently landing on that pocket chain while he wraps his legs around Cass. Why is this hot, by the way? He asks, tugging on the chain and starting to rub himself against him. Castile buries his face in his neck again with a moan, licking and nipping gently at his skin while he meets each roll of Dean's hips. I don't know, but I'll wear it every day if it makes you like this. Castiel answers, making Dean chuckle. "You make me like this," Dean says, humping against him harder. "I could easily come just like this, but I want that cock inside of me again." God, yes," Castiel says, his hands already undoing his own jeans. Dean follows suit and opens his pants to push them down, thinking about how Cass almost fell last night. His lips quirk into a smile. Careful over there, Dean warns Cass, who gives him a glare in return. Castile pushes his pants and boxers down all at once and peels them off his legs, this time managing to stay upright. Dean lifts his hips to push his own boxers and jeans down, and now they're both gloriously naked. Castile kisses him again, just the right mix of sloppy and desperate, and the next thing he knows, Castile has rolled away and is on the bed beside him. Dean zeroes in on the hypnotizing view of Cass stroking his cock in his hand lazily. He's lost in the way his painted nails stand out against his flesh and how the tip of his cock peeks in and out of his fist when Castiel's voice breaks the spell. I know just the thing for that smart mouth of yours. Dean licks his lips lavishly and grins, getting into position between Castiel's legs and immediately mouthing along his length. Now that he's up close and personal, he can see what a nice cock he's got. It's entirely average and not exceptional in any way whatsoever, except that it's Cass's, and obviously the dude knows how to use it. He makes his way to the crown and laves his tongue around it slowly, getting him as wet as he can before he takes him in his hand and licks straight across the tip. Castiel's hips stutter forward, and Dean presses his tongue to the slit softly licking up the bit of pre-cum waiting for him with a moan of pleasure. Tastes pretty good, Cass, Dean tells him when he pops off, and he smirks when he sees Castiel bite down on his bottom lip. He keeps eye contact and opens his mouth to seal his lips around the tip of his cock, sucking just hard enough to get a groan from Cass. Castiel reaches out to cup his jaw, and Dean takes him into his mouth, knowing exactly what Cass is trying to do. When he feels Castiel's girth stretch his jaw and fill his mouth, he sucks again, hollowing his cheeks so Cath can feel the outline of his cock. You are so gorgeous, my God, Dean, those lips of yours. So good, so perfect. Castiel's eyes are hooded heavily and his chest is heaving, and still, Dean bobs his head and sucks him off, using every trick in the book he knows to get Cass writhing beneath him. Desperate to be the best he's ever had. It isn't long at all before Cass forces him up and drags him up his body to slam their mouths together, licking into his mouth and sucking on his tongue. You're so good, Dean. Castile tells him breathlessly. I want you. Dean rasps. Castile kisses him once more, quick and dirty, before he says, On your stomach, then beautiful. Just like last night, Castiel opens him up with one finger at a time while he lavishes his back, spine, and ass with his mouth and hands, bringing Dean within spitting distance of the edge before they've even really gotten started. Unlike last night, Castiel rolls him back over and drags him to the edge of the bed. He rolls on the condom and slicks himself up before he folds Dean's knees towards his chest, prompting Dean to hold himself open at the backs of his thighs and positions his cock at his entrance. Dean's panting with the anticipation of getting fucked good and hard, when Cass seems to come back to himself enough to ask, Is this okay? Dean nods enthusiastically. I'm literally spreading my legs for you, Cass. Fuck me. Castile pushes in with one steady stroke, bottoming out easily because of the position and filling Dean so fucking full he feels like he's going to explode. He grimaces at the almost-too-much feeling and Castiel stops. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fuck, I was too anxious and I didn't prep you enough, Castiel says immediately. Shh, no, no, it's good, Cass, you just feel fucking huge like this. Should we? Keep going, yeah, Dean says quickly. Keep going, baby, please keep going. Dean rolls his ass down the best he can to prove his point. And Castile thrust into him weakly, oh, yeah, Cass. so fucking deep like this, you feel incredible, Dean Castile rasps, are you sure I don't want to hurt you, Dean pushes himself up onto his hands and loops his arms around Castile's neck, less talking, more fucking, then he pulls him in and kisses him, dragging his hands through his hair and moaning into his mouth when he starts thrusting into him in earnest. Dean wraps his legs around his waist and meets every snap of his hips with a roll of his own. Castiel holds him up with his hands around his lower back, making Dean feel absolutely weightless, and as Castiel wrenches his mouth away to really fuck him, Dean can hear himself making ugh, 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 sounds with every slap of his hips against him. As they continue working together, Dean becomes absolutely lost in pleasure, and the only thing he can do is bury his face into Castile's neck to take every thrust, feeling himself driven higher and higher with each one. With a surge of strength that drops Dean's jaw, he's lifted and pushed up further into the middle of the bed. Castile gets his knees up on the bed, with Dean's legs resting over his thighs, and when he thrusts up into him this time, he hits his prostate like a bullseye and Dean calls out, Yes, yes. Oh, fuck. I'm close, Dean. Castiel warns him, his voice thick as he keeps thrusting into him and hitting him just right every time. Dean is damned close himself, but he's not quite there, so he reaches down to take himself in hand, but Castiel bats him away. You come for me, Dean. He growls, his eyes blazing with a possessiveness that takes his breath away. Shit, yeah, okay. Dean agrees instantly, throwing his head back when Castiel thumbs over his slit at the same time that he nails his sweet spot. He can feel Castiel's body tensing against him as the heat comes to a boiling point inside of him, and he begs. Don't stop. Don't stop, please. I'm so close, baby. Don't stop. Oh, Dean, I can't. He growls, fisting his cock brutally while still drilling into him. You feel so good. I'm gonna come. Fuck. Um. Um. One more thrust into his prostate has Dean's body locking up, and he paints his chest and Castiel's hand with white thick ribbons of cum and a silent scream as pleasure ripples through him. Castiel pulls out and rips the condom off, taking both of their cocks into his hand and gripping them quickly until his shoulders hunch forward. And then Dean feels his hot cum spill onto his stomach and over his dick. Already oversensitive, he whines when his cock releases another dribble of cum and pulls Castile down on top of him to feel his weight pin him down. His fingers dig into his sweaty back as he licks and sucks at the saltiness pooled in Castile's clavicle. Meanwhile, Castile continues to thrust up against him lazily, milking himself dry until he collapses on top of him fully. Dean just barely holds in a grunt of pain at the heavy weight, but he also kind of likes it, so he lies there as long as he can until he actually feels like he's struggling to draw air. You're kind of squishing me here, babe, Dean says. Shit, sorry. Castiel curses, rolling off of him and taking Dean with him. Dean lands on top of him with a laugh that's kissed right out of his mouth. Castiel kisses him deeply, slowly, like there's nothing else in the world he'd like to do except kiss him, and Dean indulges him happily. When Castile finally pulls away, he nuzzles against him, nose to nose, and says, "'Stay with me tonight.' Dean's heart leaps. "'Let me hold you all night, and fuck you again nice and slow in the morning.' "'You don't gotta twist my arm, Cass. I wanna stay right here.' Castile kisses him again, soft and sweet, and without knowing how, he just knows that this is going to be something significant." He's never been this into anybody so quickly. He can feel something shift and grow inside of him at the thought, making more room for the man beneath him. And he has to fight it down when his eyes want to water. It's already so much, and he doesn't even know Cass that well. It's fast and fucking terrifying, but exhilarating and somehow right all at the same time. Castiel looks at him questioningly, but with understanding in his eyes, too, and Dean just takes a chance and says it. You ever get the feeling this could be something big? Castile's expression is serious, but there's a smile in his eyes when he answers from the first kiss. Dean sighs heavily. Yeah, me too. Kind of scary, but good, you know. Castile kisses him right on the nose, making Dean squirm with embarrassment. Don't be afraid. We only have to go as fast as you're comfortable with. I'll give you anything, whatever you need, okay? I'll give you anything. It's such a huge thing to say. So why does he believe him just like that? Even though he doesn't get why, it helps relieve some of the fear. Thanks, Cass. Speaking of giving you things, I may have already bought an extra toothbrush for you. He admits with a shyer smile this time. Knew I was a sure thing, huh? Dean teases. No, no, of course not. I hoped, however. He confesses. And I wanted you to be comfortable if the situation presented itself. God, he's just so cute. With that warmth inside of him taking over again, he takes another chance and says, Best boyfriend ever. He gets a bright smile for that and Castiel says... Don't forget it, as he tugs them up and out of bed. They clean up, brush their teeth, take turns using the bathroom, and each slip into a pair of pajama pants. The nighttime routine had always been at least a little awkward whenever he shared it with anybody but his brother. But with Cass, it's simple. They move around each other easily, sharing space and then trading elbows and laughter when they can't. They curl up together face to face in Castiel's bed, and end up staying awake and talking long into the night, that warm feeling inside of him growing bigger with every new thing he learns about Cass. When Dean finally rolls over and Castiel snuggles up behind him to make him the small spoon, Dean still can't stop smiling. For the first time he can remember, he falls asleep with a soft smile still on his lips, knowing exactly where he belongs. Chapter 8 He wakes slowly the next morning, with Cass still wrapped around him, and before he's aware of anything else, he knows he's insanely happy to be waking up in Castiel's bed. Then he feels lips making their way across his shoulder blades, hot and wet. One large hand is caressing his lower abdomen, and he can feel his cock already straining hard and heavy in his pajama pants. Now, Dean is in no shape or form a mourning person, but he'd have to be dead not to appreciate it when he feels Cass's clothed cock riding his ass. He's pressing back into him before he's even made the conscious decision to do it, and Castiel's low moan reverberates through him. Castiel pushes both of their pants down, and Dean kicks his off while Castiel rolls away. He hears the click of the lube bottle being opened next, the heat of Castiel's body returns, and then there's a finger slipping inside of him. He's still loose from last night, so a second finger slides in easily, and he lets out a satisfied sigh. So beautiful, Dean. Castiel rasped from behind him. Love having you in my bed. Dean moans in response and tilts his hips back again, asking for more. He feels Castiel's warm cock against him. "'slicked up and sliding between his cheeks, "'just barely missing his rim "'and causing his stomach to flip with excitement. "'He can feel that Cass isn't wearing a condom, "'and having never done that before with a guy, "'the desire to do something forbidden is enticing. "'God, you feel so good,' Castiel sighs, "'his breath hot on his ear. "'Your skin is so smooth, so beautiful.' Dean fights back a full-body shiver. He trusts Cass. He knows he'd never be bare and this close to his ass without knowing he was safe. He's just not that kind of guy. Besides that, being teased with the opportunity to fuck without a condom unexpectedly makes him want it, and badly. Dean takes a deep breath, and with his voice still rough from sleep, he says, Do it. Castile pauses as his fingers dig into his stomach. Dean, he asks. I want to feel you. Dean says, hoping his meaning is more clear now. Dean, he chokes out. Are you sure? Just you. Fuck. Cass curses. Then, in the next breath, I'm clean, I swear. I know. Castile is panting behind him now and slipping between his cheeks, just catching on his rim. Castile's mouth draws another sound of pleasure from him when he latches onto the meat of Dean's shoulder. He pulls away after he soothes the mark with a flick of his tongue and has Dean wondering what the fuck he's waiting for. Have you ever... No, Dean answers. Castile's fingers are still digging into his skin and for whatever reason... He gets the impression that Cass wants to, but he's holding back. Come on, baby, please. And apparently, that's all the temptation Castiel can take because he holds Dean open with one hand and pushes into him slow but steady with a shaky breath. Oh my god. Castiel says on a long exhale. Holy shit. Fuck. Dean, that feels so good. You feel so good, beautiful. Dean can't make words to reply, because for whatever reason, it does feel better. So much better. Cass feels so warm and alive inside of him, and it's significantly more intimate than having a thin barrier of latex between them. They're actually physically connected right now in a way he's never been with anybody else. This is the closest they can be. Castiel pauses once he's all the way in and lavishes his neck and shoulders with kiss after kiss. Cass slides one hand beneath him and Dean reaches for it to lace their fingers together as he waits for him to start moving. Castiel's other hand, still slick from the little bit of prep Dean needed, engulfs his cock and begins stroking him at the same time he starts thrusting. Oh, fuck. Dean gasps the dual sensations taking him over. You have no idea, God, how good this feels, Castiel whispers. You are so amazing. It feels so good. I feel so much. Dean's heart fills with his words, and without thinking about anything except being closer still, he brings their entwined hands to his mouth and kisses the back of Castiel's hand. Castiel whimpers behind him and Dean keeps going kissing each of his knuckles one by one to try to get control over the emotions that are bubbling to the surface. He just feels so damn connected to Cass like this, pulled in like he said before, but now that they're literally locked together, he feels like everything he's ever wanted is right here in this bed. He knows it's crazy. He knows he barely knows the guy and that everything he's thinking is probably a mixture of really great sex and being half asleep but he feels like this is it, and it's almost impossible not to let it out. He snaps his mouth shut and folds one of his legs up a little bit, helping Cass find the right angle so that he can hit his prostate. He connects only a few seconds later, and Dean feels the breath punched out of him with unbelievable pleasure. Castile plunges inside of him again and again. His sweet spot being hit over and over combined with the tight tunnel of his fist is providing all the stimulation he needs, and Castiel's lips and teeth working his skin is an added bonus that has him hurling towards his orgasm faster than ever. Cass's hips speed up, the sounds he makes increase in volume and intensity, and his hand squeezes almost painfully around Dean's erection. Dean, this feels so good. I'm so close already. Fuck, I'm sorry. No, Dean says quickly. It's good. Feels so good. I want to feel you when you come. Ugh. Castiel groans. Want me? Oh, God. Want me to pull out? Fuck no. Castiel drives inside of him harder, and Dean can feel his cock throb with excitement. Come in me. Dean... Castiel growls. Dean feels Castiel's fingers grip his, his arms pull tight against his body, and he says his name once more with a voice as rough as sandpaper before he lets out a in a choked-off voice, and Dean can actually feel his cum spill warm inside of him. Something about it fills a base need to be claimed, to be branded by Cass that he didn't even know he had. His blood boils. His heartbeat roars in his ears. And with a single, well-timed twist of Castiel's wrist, Dean comes all over the sheets harder than he ever has in his life. His vision blurs, his toes curl, and he lets out a growl of his own while he works himself back on Castiel's cock until he's completely spent. Castiel keeps moving inside of him, gasping and groaning, and Dean feels additional arousal course through him, when he hears and feels the wet squelch of Castiel's cum inside of him. It must feel good for Castiel, too, because even though he's trembling, likely with overstimulation, he keeps thrusting until Dean can feel his cock go so soft he slips out. Cum goes with him, and while it's kind of disgusting, it's all kinds of dirty and wrong. A big part of him fucking loves it. He can't stifle another sound of pleasure when he feels cum slick and warm dripping from his hole, and Castiel rewards him with another kiss right behind his ear. Completely sated in every way possible, Dean's eyes close. Castiel snuggles in against him again, and he's already more than halfway back to sleep when he hears Castiel's voice drift through his consciousness, dripping with awe. This is insane. Dean hums his agreement and drifts off completely. The next time he wakes up, he's pillowed on Castiel's chest, and Castiel's hand is running up and down his spine slowly. Dean makes a happy little hmm sound and doesn't even bother opening his eyes, choosing instead to bask in the warmth both surrounding him and inside of him. Good morning, sleepyhead, Castiel says. Dean responds as he usually does first thing in the morning, with a grunt. Castiel chuckles and kisses his forehead. If we're not permanently stuck together with bodily fluids, I can make us some coffee. That warrants Dean opening one eye and trying to focus it on Cass. Cass smiles in a friendly way, so he grunts again and rolls off of Cass and onto his back. They weren't stuck together, but the cum all over his chest is now dry and crusty, and he scowls at it with disgust. "'I'll bring you a cloth so you can clean up a bit "'to hold you over until we shower,' Castiel says, "'leaning over to kiss him on the cheek "'before he gets out of bed. "'Dean watches him step into his pajamas, "'which are a dark blue color and printed with stars, planets, and pizza, of all things, "'and slip on those pink bunny slippers "'he's seen from the window. "'He shakes his head with affection "'as Cass walks out of the bedroom. "'He indulges in a lazy stretch.' Grunting as his muscles seize and relax, and then turns back over onto his stomach and follows his nose until he finds the place that smells most like Cass and inhales greedily. Even just the smell of the guy, whatever he uses as cologne or deodorant, smells damned good, and sends happy feelings buzzing through him. Shit, he's so gone on Cass already, and it's way too soon for this. You can't. He can't. It's not possible, really. Fall for someone? In less than a week, is it? He huffs out a short breath, irritated with how stupid that thought even was, and pushes it away. Apparently he's turned into one of those women who has really great sex and automatically thinks she's in love with the guy. Because one thing he's sure of is that he's had some of the best sex of his life with Cass, and they should still be in the awkward trying-to-figure-it-out stage. When Cass gets to know his body better... There's no doubt in his mind that he's going to tear him apart in the best possible way. It must be playing with his emotions or something. His cock gives an interested twitch from the direction of his thoughts, and he has to give it props for being so on board for another round already. Cass is older than him, though. He wonders how long he'd need before they could go again, and if they could go again after that. As far as he's concerned, there's pretty much no reason to get out of this bed for the majority of the day. And thinking of the bed, he's really got to ask Cass what the hell kind of mattress this is. Because this baby's at least as comfortable as his memory foam, and that's saying something. Here you go, beautiful, Castiel says quietly. Dean opens his eyes again to see Cass standing in there with a cloth. Dean rolls back over onto his stomach, and Castiel says, May I? He gives a tiny nod of his head and Castiel starts washing his stomach and his chest. Dean rolls over onto his back and Castiel says, May I? He gives a tiny nod of his head and Castiel starts washing his stomach and his chest, rubbing gently to get the flaky cum off of his skin. Roll over for me. Castiel's voice is low, but unlike the roughness he's used to hearing from him during sex, now it's soft. Dean swallows thickly and rolls over, knowing exactly what Cass is asking of him. This is a kind of intimate he's never been with anybody before. And still, he rolls over to bare his ass so Cass can clean him up without question. The washcloth is warm and Castiel is incredibly gentle while he slips the cloth between his cheeks to clean up the mess. His face is burning, but thankfully he doesn't have to look at Cass while he does this. He feels a light smack to his ass once the cloth leaves and lifts his head to arch an eyebrow at Cass. How do you take your coffee? Castiel asks him with a soft smile. I'm coming, Dean responds. Castiel gasps over dramatically as Dean rolls out of the bed. Actual words. Dean gives him the finger and Castiel holds out the pajama pants he'd kicked off earlier with a smile on his face. Dean reaches for them, but Castiel pulls them away playfully. I will actually kill you dead, Dean warns him, causing Castiel to chuckle before he hands them over. Okay, grouchy pants, I'll meet you in the kitchen. At least the dude can dig a hint. He uses the bathroom and then stumbles into the kitchen, feeling sluggish as he always does before coffee. Castiel has his striped black and yellow mug in hand, leaning back against the counter, looking incredibly sexy, all bare-chested and rumpled from sleep. He's really going to have to work on learning to control his dick every time he sees those piercings, because it's going to be a problem if he can't. He tears his eyes away from them to see that Cass's bedhead is absolutely everywhere, and still the guy looks like a wet dream. How's he supposed to guard his heart against that? Cass puts his coffee down and reaches above him for another mug. His back muscles ripple with the movement, drawing Dean's gaze. When he turns back around, he has two mugs in his hands. Death Star or Hocus Pocus. Even Dean can't hold back a smile at the Hocus Pocus mug. It has Winifred on the front with Another Glorious Morning Makes Me Sick written on it. It's clearly made for people who hate mornings like he does and he makes a mental note to put one like it on his Christmas list. He points to it and earns himself an amused smile from Cass, who fills his cup for him. Milk is in the fridge. Sugar cubes are here. He points to a small container beside the coffee maker. Cream? Dean asks, hopefully. Sorry, I don't use it. Dean lets his shoulders deflate with disappointment, but gets the milk out of the fridge without an audible complaint. Castiel steps behind him, places his hands on his hips, and brushes his lips to the bolt of his jaw. I'll have it for next time. Please don't pout. Not pouting. Especially not after next time. My God, you're cute when you're grouchy. Dean rolls his eyes, but he's secretly pleased that his morning demeanor isn't scaring him off. He adds four sugar cubes to his coffee and as much milk as the cup can hold then stirs it all together with the spoon sitting there. He takes his first sip and closes his eyes as he imagines the caffeine working through his body and bringing him to life. So I'm getting that you don't like to talk in the morning, but do you eat? Castiel asks. Dean nods in response. I usually cook a big breakfast Sunday mornings. I was thinking bacon, eggs, and pancakes. Does that sound Okay. A comfortable bed, morning sex, coffee, and food? Where can he sign up to have this every day? Sounds perfect. Dean answers, already feeling more human from his first drink. Just then, he sees a tiny black fur-covered head poke its head out from around the wall. Even from here, he can see that the little kitten has insanely blue eyes. And when he instantly thinks of Cass, his lips curve into a small smile. "'Castiel is obviously watching him because he turns to follow Dean's gaze and he smiles, too. "'Looks like I was so distracted by the beautiful man in my house that I forgot to feed the kittens,' Castiel comments. "'I'll just feed them quickly before I start cooking.' "'At the first crinkle of the cat food bag, Dean can hear a little meow from somewhere far off in the apartment "'before Robin comes barreling into the kitchen.' Making more noise with his tiny paws than he would have thought possible. And suddenly there are two kittens weaving their way between Castiel's legs, meowing up a storm. Castiel stops to pat them both, which only makes them meow louder, and Robin even headbutts his leg. Cass has one of those big gummy smiles on his face while he scoops some food into both bowls, and Dean's heart tumbles in his chest at the sight. Good morning, guys. Are you starving? Cass asks them as he strokes their back while they dive into their food bowls. I bet you are. I'm sorry I forgot you. You're cute, but you're nowhere near as cute as my new boyfriend. He says that with a smile aimed in Dean's direction that melts him to his core. Yeah, he's so, so screwed. All right, beautiful, you're next on my list, Castiel says to him. He puts the cat food away and takes a few steps towards him before he pauses. Are you awake enough for a good morning kiss yet? Dean gestures for him to come forward with a jerk of his head, and Castiel cups his face in his hands before he brushes their lips together softly. It's a brief kiss, but it's still enough to cause those butterflies to take flight again. Castiel pulls away but meets his eyes with so much warmth in them that it's really hard to breathe all of a sudden and it has nothing to do with the way Cass brushes his thumb along Dean's lips. Castile smiles shyly before he peeks into Dean's mug. So half a cup is all it takes to get a kiss out of you. Noted. He says, stepping away to pull a frying pan out from the drawer under the stove. How do you wake up this happy? Dean wonders aloud. Castile pins him with a significant look. You do remember how I woke up, don't you? Hard to forget the first time you let somebody come in your ass, Dean comments, which amazingly makes Castiel's cheeks turn a beautiful pink as he roots around for something in the cupboard. We should have talked about that first, he says, pretty obviously not looking at him on purpose. I shouldn't have let something like that happen in the heat of the moment. It was irresponsible. Dean feels his stomach sink like a stone while Cass starts placing some bacon into a pan. It sounds like Cass regrets what happened this morning while Dean's been thinking it was this intimate bonding experience that he was actually happy to share with Cass. Apparently, Cass doesn't feel the same way. He goes and sits at the kitchen table and nurses his coffee while he tries to think that through. He has no clue what he's supposed to say without showing how hurt he is by Cass saying what he said. He can't possibly have this conversation without telling him that he isn't sorry. And then it hits him out of nowhere that maybe he could just say that. Maybe he could just tell him the truth about how he feels. As soon as he has the thought, he knows it's the adult thing to do here. He likes Cass a lot. And maybe if he just tells him, they can work it out. I don't know, he says awkwardly. I mean, I trust you, heat of the moment or not, and I don't think we shouldn't have done that. So I guess, well, it sounds like maybe I need to apologize for asking you to do something you didn't want to do. Castiel's head whips around and he makes eye contact for the first time since they started talking about this. What? What? Dean can feel the blush starting to spread across his cheeks, and he hates it, but he isn't going to back down now. Well, like I said, I trust you, and I liked it, probably mostly because it was a first I got to have with you, and I'm so crazy about you. So I'm not sorry we did it, just sorry you didn't want to and felt like you had to. I hope he has to stop to take in another deep breath. I hope this doesn't fuck stuff up between us. Because I really like you. We can use condoms if you want. Or hell, we can just slow everything down. Whatever you want. You're crazy about me? Castiel finally asks him. Did he say that? Uh, yeah, sorry. Don't be sorry about that, Dean. I'm crazy about you, too. Castile says with a smile, and relief washes through him when he sees it. He didn't fuck it up and we absolutely didn't do anything I didn't want to do. I just thought that because I'm older, I'm the one who should have had better control and self-discipline. You're not that much older than me. I knew what I was asking for. The bacon starts sizzling, and Cass pushes it around the pan before he bends to get another one and crosses the kitchen to grab eggs, milk, and margarine out of the fridge. Dean finishes his mug of coffee and gets to his feet again. Now that I'm awake, can I help? Looks like you got your hands full. That would be great. If you can man the bacon, I can scramble the eggs and get the pancakes going. Cass rests a hand on his lower back for just a second, and Dean feels some of the tension in his stomach lessen. Hey, Cass, did we fuck this up because of what happened this morning? Cass stops. I don't think so, do you? I don't know. Still feel a little off, I guess. Come here, then. Cass says softly, holding his arms open. Dean goes eagerly and nuzzles into Cass's neck, letting Castiel's strong arms and his now familiar scent comfort him. You have no idea how much I care about you, Dean. He says quietly. Much more than I should so soon. Yeah, he exhales. Now that he's not looking at him, everything else he wanted to say slips out easily. I get it, believe me. Almost scary in a good way, you know. And I'm... I'm glad it was you earlier. I know it was kind of dumb without asking to see test results or whatever, but I really do trust you. And it felt right, because it was you. Dean... Castiel sighs, squeezing him even tighter for just a moment before he releases him entirely. He's looking up at him with so much in his eyes that Dean can barely look at it straight on. What am I going to do with you? Keep me, he suggests breathlessly. For as long as you'll let me, Castiel promises immediately. And for some stupid reason, Dean believes him. They cook breakfast together, and it's easy the same way the nighttime routine was the night before. They snip and swipe at each other a few times, but it's only in fun. They work well together, and it's simple to be with Cass. They eat and each have another coffee before showering together for the first time, where they're both rendered speechless at the sight of one another dripping with water. For Dean, it's just as good as porn. His incredibly hot boyfriend is naked and wet, with drops of water cascading down what seems like miles of hard muscles. For Cass, he can't keep his hands off Dean's hips or ass, and they end up getting each other off with slippery hand jobs that he can't find a single thing to complain about. Afterwards, Cass shows him his office. He's absolutely floored when he sees what a talented artist he is and he spends almost an hour going through old sketchbooks of his while Castiel watches nervously with pink cheeks. He asks if he can take a stack of comic books that are on display home with him when he leaves, and gets the bemused okay from Cass. Without ever discussing it, they spend the entire day together. They watch TV and listen to music curled up together, have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a late lunch, and play Mario Kart where Dean gets his ass kicked royally on every course but Rainbow Road. Robin takes turns playing with them and passing out on them, and though Dean sees Batman poke his head out from several hiding places throughout the day, he doesn't actually come to join in. Finally, they go together in Dean's car to grab groceries. When they're done there, Dean drives back to his apartment, and with each of them having their own groceries that need to go to their separate apartments that's where they part for the day. Considering it's after 5 o'clock and he got to Cass's apartment at 7 o'clock last night, he really shouldn't feel sad about it when they walk away from each other, but he still does. He changes out of the clothes he's been wearing for two days and into sweatpants before he starts putting his groceries away. By the time he's done that and heats himself up a couple of Hot Pockets for dinner, he's totally beat. He lounges in front of the TV until Sam calls. He listens diligently while Sam talks about an assignment he's working on with his roommate, Kevin, who's become one of his best friends. Eventually, Sam turns the conversation around to Dean and asks him what he did today. You spent the whole day with Cass? Sam asks. Yeah, pretty much. Just got in a few hours ago. Wow. How was it? Honestly, this weird mix of easy and awesome. It feels like we've known each other a lot longer than just a week. It's crazy, he admits. Sounds like you really like him, Sam comments. I do. Enough that I've kind of been thinking about... Well, do you believe in the whole one-person-is-meant-for-you kind of thing? There's a moment of silence where Dean can practically see Sam's jaw drop before he clears his throat and says, I'm not really sure. Do you? If Sam was here in front of him, he'd never admit to this. But since he's not, he just shrugs and says... I do more now than I did before. Wow. Sam says quietly. He automatically goes on the defensive. Shut up. You shut up. I'm just surprised. You've never exactly been the romantic head over heels kind of guy, Dean. I'm still not romantic. Dean maintains. It's just, it's really easy being around him, you know. I don't even have to act a certain way or anything like that. I'm just me he says, realizing that for the first time even as he's saying it. So what? You love this guy now or something? Dean balks at the question, maybe a little too much. What? No, don't be stupid. Because even if he caught himself wondering a few times how fast you can really fall for somebody, he knows you can't fall in love with somebody in less than a week. That's crazy. I'm crazy about you. Shit. No. That's... something other than crazy. Ridiculous. Absurd. Loony, even. He finds himself on his feet, leaning against the windowsill as he looks across to Cass's apartment. Cass is on the couch, and like he can feel Dean's eyes on him, he glances over and then gets up to walk over to the window himself. Without knowing what else to do, Dean gives an awkward little wave. Cass smiles and waves back, and the two of them just keep standing there looking at each other like idiots. Dean? Dean? He hears in his ear. Oh, shit. Sorry, Sammy. What are you doing, daydreaming about your soulmate? Considering that's a little too close to the truth for comfort, Dean scoffs. No, shut up. Sam's laugh is a knowing one, and Dean rolls his eyes, even knowing Sam can't see him. Whatever you say, Dean. I'm going to go get ready for bed. I have an 8 a.m. class tomorrow, he says. That's disgusting, Dean comments. Tell me about it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tell Cass I say hi. Yeah, all right. Talk to you soon, man. Dean hangs up the phone and crosses his arms, still looking at Cass looking at him. Somewhere in the back of his mind, he knows it's weird to just stand here looking at each other, but Cass is still looking hot as fuck in his skinny jeans and Princess Peach t-shirt, and Dean can't think of a good reason to move away. He doesn't know how long he stands there, but all of a sudden, Cass straightens up and gives Dean another little wave. Figuring this is goodbye, Dean waves back. Then he squints as Cass reaches out like he's pressing an invisible button before he starts sinking down into the floor. Cass tilts his head up, then looks straight across as he keeps sinking down, down, and like a light bulb goes off, Dean realizes he's fucking with him and pretending to be on an elevator. He throws his head back and laughs so hard at his nerdy boyfriend that he has to wipe the mirth away from his eyes. Cass pops up about 15 feet away and sits back down on the couch, and Dean cracks up all over again when he thinks about Cass either crawling... Or log rolling across his living room just so he doesn't ruin the illusion. And yeah, he's totally fucked when it comes to this guy. He's perfect.
1: One look at you My whole life falls in line I prayed for you